February last year, you guys broke 100 million bucks in annual revenue. If you're growing 50% year over year, still, that's a massive base. I mean, that would put you over 150 million bucks now in revenue. Is that right? Annualized? Um, you, you can you can you can infer math. So private company, but we're 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 definitely uh we definitely. Well, I don't, but Ryan, I don't want to infer. So you just said you were going to go 50% year over year on a big base, and you publicized the base a year ago. So I, I only I don't want to infer here. Yeah. So um, it's um, you're you're in the ballpark. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Ryan Urban. He's the co-founder and he's the CEO and founder of Wonderkind. He's been had an obsession with undeniable performance and under Ryan's leadership, the company has been named one of the best places to work by both Cranes New York and was ranked the number one fastest growing software company by the Inc. 500. Ryan, you ready to take us to the top? Let's go. Let's go, Nathan. What's up? All right. So previously BounceX and now Wonderkind, right. next-gen All performance right. marketing. Tell me a little bit. I see the new hairdo. Do you still have uh, black toenails or no? Oh, I've, I've, uh, yeah, we got freaking nails, everything. So, uh, now we got a, now we got a little Batman for Halloween. Got, got a little Viking stuff going on. Got a little Spider Man too. So I love every it. Every two weeks, you got to go fresh. Yeah. So this means this means you're not going on an IPO roadshow anytime in the next three months, right? You know what's really? Banker- uh, I, um, you, you know what? The world's come a long way. So I, I actually was on a, uh, we did do a uh, kind of a pre-IPO, uh, like a crossover fund process, and I really wanted to kind of introduce what Wonderkin does to a lot of the public company investors. And because at some point it could be next year, it could be early 23, whenever, whenever, whenever we feel it's appropriate. Yeah, we're we're, we're probably going to be a, a public company at some point, and something we're we're, we're looking forward to. Uh, but yeah, like you, you know what, like you can have your you can have your nails painted and, and do that, and you're not judged anymore, and it's it's awesome. It's a it's a great part of conversation. I um I, I kept the sides. Uh, I didn't have designs in the sides, but it's Halloween, so now now we've kind of uh, completed that process, and now it's time to have a little fun there too. So, but everyone's uh, pretty open. It's the world's way more inclusive than it was three years ago. So, folks, it's, you heard it's it cool. here first. You yeah. can have your black toenails and your IPO too. Also, I'm kind All of like right. <laughs> I'm wearing a script too. <laughs> I love it. Wait, so what was the name of the thing that you said you did where you sort of just put feelers out there, let people know who you were? It's called a what? A pr- it's not a... No, no. It's like we went through... I know I, it's a strategic finance process. So some companies need a fundraise to like companies that uh, lose a lot of money. For us, it's like we, we're doing great. We're um, we're probably... By the time it's there, maybe even a thousand people. We'll probably be 800 people soon. This has been a, a great year for us. Our best year ever. Uh, and I'm like... I'm calling from the, I'm dialing in from the World Trade Center right now. Uh, you I can, love these you, views. Yes, look at this. Yeah, this is, I'm on the 75th floor right now. I'm in a, a blue rosé room. You can check it out. And you negotiated uh, a killer deal on this office space, I believe, right? Uh, we, we did. Well, it's, uh, look, it was, when we came here, we were planning this out about four years ago. We've been here about three years now. And so this is the, this is the most beautiful space, I think, in the world. And it's, uh, and they, they really wanted an anchor uh, technology uh, tenant that's that's on the way up, and we came in. The whole building are really came alive. So, this is like like people are we're we're coming in. There's there's really good energy. So it's uh, it's awesome. And maybe we'll talk about how, how we're kind of leading leading away at some of the flexible and office stuff after. But yeah, the things are going great. I'd love to chat more about that in a second. Yeah. So when yeah. you say fastest growing ever, I mean, what how would you guys grow at revenue over the past twelve months? No. Yeah, um, 
I, it's, 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 I'd say I'll, I'll take a step back. Last year was just our best year in delivering, improving the value of product service. So like the revenue growth comes like when, when you want to grow revenue wise, that, that, that comes after your, your product service get really good. And, and for us, like we sell revenue. So a lot of software companies sell like, like time savings and efficiency. We, our software delivers revenue by improved experience. And we, uh, we improved our regular offering so much. So our identity residence technology, like we got that really up to a different level where we recognized nearly 50% of, of people. It's awesome. Uh, we, uh, we delivered an enterprise text platform last year and that boom, uh, where if someone used our full series, we can, we can increase the business by, by 20%. And that's like a real number. It's like within a year, like we can increase almost any business within 20%. So it's uh, pretty cool. And, and generally we're doing, where if, if someone has like a course, we were in six months, we're averaging a 10% increase. And we do that by scaling their personalization. So then here, yeah, then you, you get some big growth. We'll, um, yeah, I think like revenue wise, we'll probably, and we're, we have big scale. So uh, I, we don't like publicize our exact numbers. I know you, 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 you did some inferring. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be about a fifty percent revenue growth, fifty uh, percent growth year for us, and that's uh, that's on a big base, and that's without like, without deploying like a ton of strategic financing. So we're not the company that's raising two hundred million dollar rounds and like hiring a million like three hundred to four hundred salespeople and, and playing stuff. We're earning it. We're almost all of, like now it's like a half our customers come by word of mouth for biz, for uh, enterprise software company. That's very rare. It's almost half of Wonderkin people work here come also by referrals. So our clients referring us and. Our Wonderkins, our employees, our Wonderkins referring other people here. So that's like, those are the important numbers. We like, so we're, we're at the 40 40 club. We're like, we're going to get the 50 50 club. And eventually, like, it's just all of our clients will be referred by the clients and, and all of our, all of our Wonderkins will be referred by the Wonderkins. So it's, uh, it's really nice. And I'm, honestly, like, we, our product and service and our leadership team and our rev is, we can be a public company right now. It's like, I want to get a feel like to be a public company, you, we, you, of course, you want predictability in revenue. I want predictability on shipping value on operating velocity. So, um, and we have good operating velocity, but I want that innovation velocity. I want predictability innovation velocity. And for me, I want to be shipping like three to five percent in, in in revenue a quarter. And uh, we're we're getting close to that. So it's a it's like we we now we have offices in New York, Indianapolis. I have a hundred people, hundred ten people in Indianapolis now, and it's awesome. It's like having some geographic diversity. It's not only you get like different kind of people, it's like it's it's really nice. You get access to different talent and people at a great office. You, you people come to your company, they know what success is. Like it's just good energy. It's it's good, good blood. And London's really building out. I'm opening office in I'm expanding Austin now. I'm opening office in Paris and um Paris early next year. Um I'm going to Ukraine in a few weeks and we have some people there. We're gonna do some nice there, probably Quebec City, probably Miami. We were just on the phone with the mayor of Miami a couple weeks ago. So uh there's a new mayor in New York now, and like we really want to really recruit a lot of technology comes to New York and we want to be the ambassador of that. It's like, Hey, come, come New York. It's, it's a cool place. So it's a, uh, it's just an energizing time. It's I've, this is year nine for us. Like we, we've known each other for like five or six years. You knew me when we were like doing like 20 million revenue. Uh, so it's, um, I remember those days. You hosted a great poker event a couple of years ago, which I met a lot yeah. of cool people at. That was a ton of fun. But um, and you yeah. guys are growing. I mean, uh, you know, you pub- I know you don't like talking about numbers, but you did put out publicly in- on February 26th last year saying the company broke 100 million bucks in annual revenue, and that's when you rebranded to Wonderkind. So if you up-branded, did grow- up-branded, yeah, you what? Upbranded, not rebranded. Upbranded. Okay, you're re- yeah. you're you're rebranding the rebrand. So it's upbranding. Well, there are rebrands. A rebrand is like when an upbrand is like you really take your heritage and and everything you are and where you're going and and that's was, fine. I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's a much oh, no, better it's name. It's a yeah. much better name, and it matches your energy. Yeah. But 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 point being is, early February February last year, you guys broke 100 million bucks in annual revenue. If you're growing 50 percent year over year, still that's a massive base. I mean, that would put you over 150 million bucks now in revenue. Is that right? Annualized? 
Um, you you can you can you can infer meds so private company, but we're 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 definitely uh we definitely. Well, I don't, but Ryan, I don't want to infer. So you just said you were going to go fifty percent year over year on a big base, and you publicized the base a year ago. So I, I only I don't want to infer here. Yeah. So um, it's um, you're you're in the ballpark. So. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. And yeah. what is oh, the yeah. revenue? So let's talk about the product, right? Because you built a great product. You're doing multi-channel, multi-channel marketing for three core areas. Tell us about those areas. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't call multi channel marketing. We have, we have two customers. They're, they're or one customer are brands, and we work with some of the best brands in the world. And some of our brands are commerce brands. Commerce brands means you're doing transaction online. So uh, sometimes it's like e-commerce retailers, but we just call it commerce. So uh, there's no such thing as direct consumer. It's like it's just commerce. And our second kind of uh, the second kind of brands we work with are our publishers. Uh, so, but one customer group is brands. Our other customer is people, consumers. So. Every product we build is like for the benefit of people and improve, uh, improving the shopping experience. So we build things like what are consumers like interacting with, um, and and then we then we connect brands and consumers. Basically, we that's uh, that's kind of kind of what we do. I mean, everything we do is is taking like what people call personalization and and scaling that. It's everything we do is generally one to one. It's like how do you create one to one experiences and scale those things? So we invent only one to one technologies. Specifically, though, re- 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 retailers, publishers, and travel, right? Uh, yeah, and it's not only just retailers; it's like anything commerce. So, like, like, say, like some big cable companies and big cell phone manufacturers, like, so, uh, like huge companies, like they're doing trans, they're doing transactions online now, and they're doing billions. So mm-hmm. uh, now we're working with a lot of companies in the the big big range. But you know what? Also, we're we're supporting companies doing even, um, even like three million online. Like, so, like now we're starting to work with those companies too. Uh, and, and going going back to um going back to last year, like we we made some big business decisions to, um that were not short-term revenue focused, that were just client focused. Like we, like you mentioned travel. Yeah, we, we had some airlines and some things like their whole business was shut down. And we have a lot of companies that had a lot of retail stores and yes, their online business went up and like, then they they shut down a few hundred retail stores. Um, and there were some businesses that really benefited, but um, like we just did the right thing. It was like, hey, like, like we might need to pause some stuff. We need to right price some people. We may need to give them a new product that drives more revenue. Uh, and we just create a menu like, hey, like who needs support? And let's like forget what our contract says. Let's support our clients. Let's support the industry. Let's put out the right content. Let's let's get let's just do the right thing, support the industry. And um, and we would figure out how that like we didn't matter what the impact was gonna have our business, we could do the right things for everybody. And then we did. And then then basically once Q3 last year, like our business started really taking off. So we did the right thing. And Ryan, so if an advertiser out. puts call it 50 million or 10 million bucks through Wonderkind, the Wonderkind platform, how do you count that as your revenue? Is you're taking a cut of that or what? Okay. So I mean, we have, we have two kinds of revenue. It's a, one is just SaaS revenue. So that's people. Um, I mean, our, our flagship technology is our identity resolution technology. So like for, for say a large um, name, uh, I like you have your book in your background. I don't know which clients I can name or not, and I don't want to have go by cut. Just name a name a name a large name a large retailer. 
like name a large retail. Target. Sorry, cool. So Target, um, say they're Target, um, uh, they're, I think they do, they're a public company. I think they do $25 billion a year in revenue online. It's like 75% of the people who come to Target's website are their customers. And they have, they have permission to email them, market to them. Um, the problem is like, it's like probably 2% or so, it's definitely under 5% of people on Target's website are authenticating themselves and logging in. So Target doesn't can't recognize their own customers. When you can't recognize your own customers, like not only the kind of website experience, you kind of got to start over. It can't, doesn't have. I mean, take things. us back to before you go into the target. So there's two revenue streams. There's a SaaS, and then what's the other one? And, and, and Wonderkin advertising. Wonderkin advertising, which um, which I I think will probably approach that itself um, next year. Will well, and, and Ryan, that's a percent of of ads. Basically, is how you make money there. No, no, I'll I'll I'll, 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 I'll give I'll give you a thirty second one there. Okay. Um, on, on the on the SaaS side, we we really help brands recognize their customers and scale personalization. So, like Target, that example, it's they're almost all their most of their traffic is their customers. They can't recognize anyone because people don't create accounts and no one's logging in when they're browsing. So, all their personalization efforts, say if they were a customer, which they, they will be at some point, um, we would just help them scale their scale all their email personalization efforts. And and by doing that, we're usually take able to take revenue that people drive personalization, especially personalized email from usually 1% of the revenue to 10% of the revenue. We're usually able to grow email programs by 50% by scaling personalization. Got it. Personalization makes sense. Skip over to the ad side. So the ad side, Wonderkin Advertising, we're, we do advertising infrastructure. Our view in the world is that advertising should be content. It should be a vibe. Advertising should be enjoyable. And a magazine is enjoyable. Actually, Instagram does a fantastic job of, of advertising being enjoyable. Even your ads you see on Amazon, their sponsor results when you do a search, they're, they're, they're pretty valuable. The advertising you see on Amazon is really good. So we work with like half the Comscore 250. You work with like, like the biggest ones, like the CNBC, the Weathers, the, CN, the CNN, those kind of big publishers. And we we really help them make advertising a vibe. So we we actually add infrastructure. We create the units itself. So we do that. It's like, let's uh, let's create these beautiful, like kind of newsfeed style units, like a magazine style unit. Is there a flat but, fee service yeah. to do the creatives? And then you also take a percent of the- No, no. So we, we, we create the ad infrastructure. And then we also, um, we help, we, we work with agencies and the agencies actually buy our exclusive inventory through a private marketplace. So I we that we not only facilitate the technology, we also facilitate the buyers. And it's it's some it's it's very premium brand advertising. So it's advertising like it performs great for the brand, it performs great for the publisher, but the users enjoy it. It's like users really enjoy interacting with these ads because we don't we don't when you want when you get to a publisher, you usually get to an article. What do you want to do? You want to read the article. You don't want to be it. You don't want to be. Yep. So no, it makes we, sense. So we, in twenty twenty one, how much? How much? How many ads will you process through the marketplace? Are we talking like billions of ads? Yeah, spend? Um, so we are actually, um, or I think effectively, ads in probably Facebook and Instagram are probably thirty or forty dollars CPM effectively. Uh, ours are probably ten or twelve. So it's yeah, uh, how much volume will you process in twenty twenty one? Total volume. I, I'd say I'd I'd say it's um it's 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 a lot <laughs> it's a significant amount uh, more, more I, I than a, more than a billion Ryan. i would say next year oh definitely I, i'd say next year we'd be uh getting closer to um getting close to nine figures in revenue on that so but but ignore your revenue i'm just talking like total ad spend processed i mean it's north of a billion it's north of five billion this year uh i i, I don't want to go exact number it's 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 internet scale it's mm-hmm. uh it's a lot it's, it's how, so what do you take then? If I put a billion through, are you taking 1%, 2% or is it something different? No, it's not 1%. We're, 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 we're facilitating everything. So instead of charging a technology fee or a CPM, like say Google, when you, when you double click, they used to charge you a CPM and you'd sell your own ads. So um, we, we, um, we, we not only facilitate the technology, uh, we also facilitate the demand. And for everything we do, it's a... Uh, it, it depends on it, like the, the publisher. So you'll lock up inventory at $20 CPMs and then bill it out at $30 CPMs it, or whatever margin you want. Um, 
It's it's we're we're facilitating everything. We even do for the agencies. We'll even. But Ryan, the, sorry, I just want to be very clear there. on this. Is that how you make money? You lock up inventory at a fixed CPM. You mark it up a little bit, and you make the spread. Um, it's not exactly that. So we create the ad units, and we facilitate the demand, and then we help the agencies actually create the ad units. The agencies will then go buy it. And then we take a cut of that. So the money comes to us and then we, we will get the publisher 50% plus of, of like the publisher. And it's, it's not, we're not securing inventory. It's our inventory. We're, we're facilitating ad units, the demand, we're doing everything. The publisher just gets a really nice, uh, really nice ad experience and they, they collect money. So, and actually for publishers, there's two parts like publishers. We, they, we have a SaaS business there where they pay us money to drive audience development, collect emails, write subscriptions. So they pay us and then, then if we have a lot of publishers where they pay us and then we pay them. So it's like, it. and just sometimes two different departments. So it's really cool. And we're, uh, we're running out of time at Ryan. So quickly, um, last 12 months, total revenue, what was the split between your ad business unit and the SaaS business unit? I mean, they're, they're both growing. So they're, they're both growing. Um, they're both the, yeah, but what percent was SaaS? Um, it's, uh, it's, let's say percent of SaaS. I know you, you, you like, like to do math here. Uh, and the last 12 months is like, I always think the future 12 months, I'd say the future 12 months will probably be 40% advertising, but they're both going to grow. I don't look at it as a percentage of the pie. It's like both the pies are going to grow. These are uh, ultimately, these are going to be both billion dollar revenue businesses. Um, and but I think what's the, bigger I, right I, now I, in terms of your last 12 months of revenue, you made more money on SaaS. It's not more. It's, it's, a, they're, they're both. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're our, our average one can advertise has only been around for five years. So in our SaaS business has been around for nine. So, and it's, it's different. It. At, uh, and one works with publishers, one works with commerce companies, but we're connecting the two. So we're connected to because um, Facebook and Instagram routes work really well, but uh, they're getting really expensive. And um, we're, uh, and, and I, every commerce company world would love ads that work in addition to Facebook and Instagram. So we're, we're taking that power and we're, we're building it to the rest of the internet. So we're, and I think we, we have advertising that's even better than Facebook a- advertising. So we're, that, that's, that's where we're unleashing everywhere next year. So Ryan, last question, you've chosen to go down the venture path. You raised 75 million to date. Your last run was 37 billion uh, million in uh, 2018. You haven't raised since then. Anyone who knows what the venture path is like is going to look at it and say, that feels like a negative signal. If they're growing as fast as Ryan is saying, someone would have preempted their next round at a valuation Ryan couldn't resist. Why haven't you raised money since 2018? Actually, I mean, the first four years, I I, I funded it myself at the beginning and a few of the co-founders. So this, this was fully funded by us. And then we took a very small a million and a half dollar venture round in, in 2013 after we had a million AR. So uh, we went the first like we went the first five years on very, very little venture money. And some of that 75 million, we it's a combination of equity and debt. So actually we put very little equity into the business. And uh, and some how of much money, of the 75 million was debt? Um, say it's a, that was about half and half. The debt we, oh. we we've acquired five companies. So when you acquire companies, you don't want to like sell equity. You don't want to you don't want to dilute your company to acquire companies. So uh, we've made some acquisitions, including a major one last year, and they've worked out really well. Acquiring great people, uh, sometimes technology people. Uh, and uh, last year we we did both. So like that that's really good for that I think, um, especially because you know there's going to be a particular revenue stream that comes behind it. So you don't want to just raise around to go do that. You might want to raise that around to do growth. And we are now we're going to do a big one. But we've we we were de- we deployed very. How much are you raising right now? What are you targeting say, say, for a company of our size? Say north of a say nine nine figures in no, well north of nine figures in software scale. Put it that way. Um, it's a well, so, you, well, so you're targeting a, you're you're raising right now a north of a hundred million dollar round targeting that. Uh, I would say racing around. Yeah, we're doing strategic financing because we we don't need to. We're 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 good. We're good capitalized. But are now you profitable? It's really, um, it, it some quarters some quarters of the case this year 
Uh, we actually did end up last year profitable, but this year, like we we made a big R and D investments this year, and next year it's really about expanding. I'm doing a lot of uh, vertical and, and geographic expansion too. So you make those investments, and they, they pay back very quickly. So now we're focused now on we're raising nine figures right yeah. now, which would be like yeah. a, basically your Series C. Do you have a valuation you're targeting for that? I mean, can you get above a 1.5 billion valuation? You think? Um, I, I think as a as a public company, we look to uh, like uh, privately. It's like it's less as a public company. You, you want something that's like. Kind of in line with with public stuff, especially you want to look at your growth rate, and I, I think we'll have more than a fifty percent growth rate next year, and maybe we would do sixty or seventy, depending. What on do you think you'd point. be valued at right now if you were public? Uh, <laughs> I think um, uh, we'd, we'd probably be in the in the eight to ten x next year's uh, forward rep, maybe. So, so and public and private is very different. So, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, something like that. But it's like when, when we're public or public, and that's that's uh, it's a good scoreboard. But I mean, the reason to go public is is really just to attract talent. That's that's the main thing. It's like yep, yeah, yeah, no, I game, totally agree. Talent. So just yeah. to be clear though, because I don't want to put out wrong, right? You're you're looking at raising a strategic round right now or not? Oh, we're 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 gonna do that. Yeah. So it's uh, very cool. We're gonna do that, and then and yeah, that's 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 where you look to get the right partner. Someone's gonna be investing. You looking at five year time horizon before your public company, say a year before that. You want someone that's looking at five-year time horizon, wants to invest in your IPO, wants to recruit other great investors. People, like in our case, we're enterprise, so we want introductions to the CEO of Target, right? So we want to we want to co-design products. We want to do a lot of st- we we're gonna do a lot of really cool in-store products. So it's um like we we want to do that. So you need to work at really senior levels of organizations. And um, guys, so there. There you have it, Ryan Urban, wonderkind.co. They passed 100 million bucks in revenue last year. They uh, got you can do .com. You could say .com. We're, we're going to flip that switch. On. Okay, .com. Wonderkind.com. Guys, they passed a million bucks in revenue. Call it 12 months in the business. Raised 1.5 C. They now scaled to over 100 million bucks in revenue. That was last year. Still now growing this year, 50% year over year. Looking to do a strategic round now in the nine figures. We'll see what happens there. Supporting over 1,000 customers, advertisers, publishers, retailers, e-commerce brands, you name it. They're there. Ryan Urban, thanks for taking us. Yeah. To and the, the, the only thing I never promote what my company does, but uh, we are a great place to work. If you're in New York City, um, London, Indianapolis, or Austin, like go to wonderkin.com, check out careers. If you're talented, that's why I do this stuff. Also, a lot of stuff will hire remote roles in, in, in the US for. So check us out to squad up. That's we'll link to that in the show notes. Squad up at wonderkin.com. Ryan, right. thanks for taking us to the top, man. Right.